Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5, the best in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Joined as always by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. Guys, how you doing today? I'm doing excellent. It's it's a great day. It's a great day. Great time to be a Laker fan. Um, I'm just I'm messing with Armand. Uh, <laughs> no, but the Lakers are in a good position. The Angels won two out of three, thankfully, against Oakland. Um, I heard WrestleMania was fantastic. I didn't go, but I heard it was great. I'm not a huge WWE guy like Arash, um, but I heard it was fantastic. So I'm glad that's that went well, and I'm I'm hoping to see SDSU pull off that upset tonight. Although, I mean, that's maybe closer to a zero percent chance than most people think. I think UConn dusts them by ten plus. Yeah, I mean, you should be feeling fantastic, Brandon, because we're one week away from the playoffs. The Western Conference is wide open. You got your Lakers beanie on. It is, yeah, I I would be very optimistic if I was in your shoes as well. Unfortunately, I am not in your shoes because Patrick Beverly is still my team's starting point guard, shooting guard. And yeah, it's kind of rough. But this this Wednesday, Lakers, Clippers, for a lot of the marbles, I don't want to say all of the marbles, but for a lot of the marbles, including possibly staying out of the play-in tournament, what a game that's going to be. Could this possibly be their first time beating us, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, but for me, it's like I've been so honest about the Lakers throughout this whole like mini run, quote unquote. And I'm not like a lot of other Laker fans where we win six out of seven. Like, okay, we're going to the championship. Like, yeah, it's possible. But like, there's still a lot of flaws on this Lakers team. I haven't seen them piece together five dominant wins in a row. They're at three. So they need two more games and it's a back to back. So, I mean, even if they win in Utah, right, which is hard enough because Markinen is back, even though they're not going to make the play and they're almost effectively eliminated, they're still going to want to win for their home fans. That's a that's a, a fan base that really likes to see their team win at home. And they're actually a decent team at home. So that's tough, right? And then it's a back to back. The Clippers uh, are going to have four days off. So the Clippers should win that game. But I still am a little hesitant on calling the Lakers contenders, like full-on contenders, for two reasons. I haven't seen it five to seven games in a row like we've seen the Bucks do or the Celtics do or even even um, Denver at times or Memphis. Even Sacramento at times has done that, right? And the second thing is now every other team is losing. If the Lakers play the Suns in the first round, if they get the five seed, they are screwed. That's the last team you want to play, in my opinion. So there's there's some hesitations, but I think the Clippers will be able to still get it done, even though that's not the norm on Wednesday. It should be very interesting. I, I don't know what to think of the West, and I think that we're all kind of in the same boat. Phoenix, I don't know about them. I just think that that supporting cast is very, very flawed. 
um, you go down the line. I think the the hottest take that I had from watching basketball over the past week is that the Clippers, in my opinion, have the best player in the Western Conference heading into the playoffs in Kawhi Leonard. And with the way that Russell Westbrook is playing, if he can just do it consistently, that's a scary team as well. And I know Paul George isn't there, but I mean, it's wide open. If you have who could be the best player in the West, maybe even the best player in the league, I got to think that they have a chance as well. Golden State can't win on the road still. Who knows what's going to happen, honestly. Yo, that, by the way, Armand, I don't know if you watched that Golden State game last night, but Denver almost had like the biggest choke of all time in like two minutes. They were up 12 and play hit that wild shot. And then all of a sudden there was a jump ball and they almost had a chance to win. But man, you, you're right. The Warriors. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I, I really want to see the Clippers selfishly. I want to see them because I think in the five seed, because I think they match up best out of any of these teams against the Suns, even without Paul George, because they're deep and just what they can do against the Suns, especially in the second unit, like you get Westbrook out there, who do the Suns have in their second unit? Because I think in that first unit, Kawhi can keep you in a game by himself, right? And Norman Powell. They have enough offense to keep you in the game by themselves. So as long as you can stay in the game until that second unit comes in, then they pounce on the Suns because the Suns are only going to be successful if Durant, Booker, and Aiton are getting 35-plus minutes a game, right? Because their bench is extremely weak. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think that if that does manifest itself, I would pick the Clippers to win that series. What about you, Jihei? You're, you're muted, Jihei. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, no, I agree with Brandon on the fact that the um, the the bench isn't that that deep. So, I mean, you get you have a healthy Kawhi. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, this is this is kind of what Clipper fans were concerned with last season, right? Um, when you didn't have a healthy Kawhi, and everything was kind of up in the air. The way the, the way that they're playing, though, I mean, they they could they can go extremely far without without George. So, I, I think. Yeah, I, I'm still okay with this. I, I mean, it's going to be a rough road. I think it's going to be a full, it would be a full series, right? It would be a full, maybe six or seven games that they'd have to play against the Suns, but they still wouldn't be able to beat them um, just hey, because that bench is so deep. Also, I wanted to note, um, shout out to Shaden Sharp yesterday, who I, by the way, had ranked ahead of Paolo, and I'll, I'll stand by it because I'm more upside. And Paolo's been a fantastic. The one evaluation I was ever wrong about in my scouting <laughs> career so far has been Paolo Bancaro. He's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I had Shaden Sharp ranked higher than him for upside long-term because of yesterday. And with no Damian Lillard, no Jeremy Grant, no Anthony Simons, 27-7-6, or 27, yeah, 7-6, and six, and beating Minnesota, I believe that was on the road, in a game Minnesota needed to win. I mean, shout out to him. He also saved the Lakers and the Clippers and the Warriors. He saved all of them by that one. But, man, what a win. And this kid has a really bright future. 20-plus points in, like, five straight games when he's given the, the keys. I mean, what a selection, too, by um, – Oh my God, Mike Mike Schmitz, I think, is the guy who was at ESPN and is now the assistant uh, to the operations in in basketball. He was a scouting guy for ESPN now with the Trailblazers. They really hit a home run selection with Shaden at seven or six or whatever pick they had eight. So shout out to him because he saved all of us. He had Clippers, Lakers, and Warriors, probably the Bulls too, somehow in some universe. <laughs> so. 
it it is amazing to see what he's doing with Dame. Um, probably out for the season. He is out for the season. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with that bottom of the West now becomes Dallas. With with the news by Shams Trani this morning, if Dallas keeps the top ten pick, it transfers to their pick. If it falls to the eleventh pick or the twelfth pick or the thirteenth, etc., it goes to the New York Knicks. So now there's internal discussions with Dallas about do we shut these guys down? I'm of the belief that the Oklahoma City Thunder have kind of run into a wall in terms of their ability this season. And I just I think that the Detroit game, the Charlotte game, the Indiana game, those were telltale signs that teams are starting to realize. Okay, this Thunder team, if we just somehow just slow down Josh Giddy, slow down Isaiah Joe, slow down Jalen Williams, they're very beatable. And I'm not convinced that Dallas is going to pack it up just yet. And I'm also not convinced that the Utah Jazz are going to pack it up just yet. Utah is the team that I still have my eyes on being a game and a half back. They're going to have three games at home. Can they beat the Lakers? I have no idea. But on Thursday, they play Oklahoma City at home. And if Oklahoma City was to lose to Golden State, the Jazz would be a game and a half back at worst. And if you beat them, all of a sudden you're a half game back and they play Denver on Saturday at home. And chances are Denver is going to be playing all their backups. So... This final stretch there for those final few playoff spots, and I didn't even include Dallas in that. Dallas has three home games. It's going yeah, to be gonna be a war. That, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter Dallas them. has They're... been playing terrible basketball. But uh, right. uh, I made a TikTok about this yesterday, Armand. I don't know if you saw it, but OKC and Utah, by the way, own the tiebreaker over Dallas. So Dallas is effectively two games out of the plane. Basically, they're one. But basically, too, because they need to gain two games on Oklahoma City to get in and make sure Utah gets stomped by the Lakers. That's going to be so hard. And by the way, this is why I say that. This is why I still think Oklahoma City is going to get the 10 seed, as good as the Jazz are. They have marketed back, and you know, Taylor Horton Tucker is playing fantastic. Hats off to them, right? But uh, they, the OKC is going to play Memphis in the last game. Just like you said about Denver, what is Memphis going to be doing in that last game? when Oklahoma City desperately needs a win to get into the play in that 10 spot. Memphis isn't going to be playing anybody. They have a two-game lead on Sacramento. Chances is chances are Sacramento, the way they played yesterday, loses one of their last three games. And then all Grizzlies do need to do is win one, and they have the two seed. So they could be sitting scrubs, and that's an easy dub for Oklahoma City. That's even if they lose in um, in at Golden State, which is probably a loss considering Golden State needs to win. And even if they do lose against Utah, a game that I think Shea will go off for 50 and they'll win. But it's just going to be so hard for me to see anything changing, except the Pelicans. The Pelicans could completely fall to 10 or 9. So the Pelicans thing, that's interesting because I'm actually of the belief that they have kind of figured some things out here late in the season, um, especially because of the way Brandon Ingram is playing. They play Sacramento Tuesday, Memphis Wednesday, and yeah, those two teams are very interesting to keep our eyes on, as you just mentioned, because Memphis is two ahead, and if Memphis takes care of business on Tuesday against Portland at home, the Kings could look at it as, okay, we're three games back. Also, the Kings play New Orleans on the road on Tuesday, so that Yeah, so they lose games, that game. 
Yeah, if Sacramento and loses that game, Memphis isn't going to be playing anybody on Wednesday. So yes, yeah. I do believe that, but also you have to think about it like uh, that Minnesota game's going to be a, a a bloodbath. The Knicks game will be a bloodbath. They're trying to get the they're trying to get seeding purposes. I believe isn't Miami in Brooklyn only like a game or two back of New York of the Knicks, or are the they Knicks locked should up? be pretty comfortable, but not fully comfortable yet. They're two and a half ahead of Brooklyn, and they can't well, catch Cleveland. Yes, I, I just think the reason why I say I think the Pelicans might dip is because I do not expect them to beat Sacramento. Um, and I don't expect them to beat Memphis, even if they do win against the Knicks in Minnesota. Maybe I'm wrong because, look, Brandon Ingram looks like a top five player in the NBA right now. And again, part of the Pelicans recipe of success all year, they've been able to sustain the fifth ranked defensive rating in all of basketball. So they have an excellent defense, 112.4. So they're a real threat to come out of the play in and maybe upset a team. I hate to say it like the Lakers, if they go in or like. Definitely the Timberwolves. I mean, if you're giving me New Orleans or or Minnesota, I'm taking New Orleans based on that playing tournament experience last year. Um, so, I mean, I, I just think they could drop because they have the hardest remaining schedule, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, it does. Jihei, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, just, just as far as, because you guys are covering a lot, um, just as far as... Where New the Orleans, stand, are they going to... Okay. Where the, okay. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, haven't haven't they been falling off? Is it a possibility that they could fall back down, and that you know they're they're seven and three in their last ten, and there's rumors that Zion could be back as soon as Friday. Although that might still be unlikely until we hear an update on his injury status. Everything that we're hearing about Zion is that he doesn't care about ramping up or getting acclimated. He just wants to play basketball and. That team, with the way Brandon Ingram is playing, if they get Zion back for the final few games, they're gonna beat Denver I, in the first round. Oh man, they can. Yeah, they they, they might get Zion be the best back? team in the West. Yeah, really, I agree. I agree. I'm, that's. A, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you guys on that whatsoever. If they get Zion back, but I mean that's a huge if, isn't it? Because you kind of gotta treat like I, I I love that kid because he really is one of those like I just want to play. Uh, kind of kind of players right he's one of those like really really loves the game and just you don't need to rev him up you don't need to have him kind of warm up the body he's just like he's ready to go a lot of the times I think he's kind of like one of those um horses in the um in the in the ready stalls or whatever and is like hurry up like I just I just want to run kind of kind of a player um, right. I'm just I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned that you're going to have to still treat him with kid gloves because it's kind of like AD. Anytime that he hits the ground, you're like, oh my gosh, is he hurt? For sure. And I think another thing to note too with the Lakers schedule as it pertains to the playing tournament is obviously the Utah game's tough because Utah's going to play all their guys. They're still going to want to win because there's still a, a mathematical chance, right, that they that they can get into the playing. That's a tough game. Regardless of what happens there or to the Clippers, then you have Phoenix on Friday. And for me, I, I, it, look, Phoenix won yesterday. Big win, right? And everybody else close to them lost. So then we're looking at, does Phoenix not even play Devin Booker or Kevin Durant against the Lakers on the 7th? Second item back-to-back for the Suns, too. Exactly. So that is something important to note for the Pelicans and for the Wolves and for anybody else or the Warriors and Clippers. Because if that's the case, that's an easy win for the Lakers if everyone's healthy. And then we go to Sunday 
And if Utah's already eliminated, why would they go play Markin and THT and all those guys and risk injury, right? So then that's two free wins if they're eliminated, which they could be as soon as Tuesday if the Lakers beat them. The game that I think the Lakers lose, and I'll stand by it, they haven't beaten the Clippers in three years head-to-head. I don't care if the Lakers had Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo as the sixth man all up against the Clippers, they would still lose. The Clippers act like the Lakers were in charge of 9-11. That is how bad they want to beat them every single night. They hate the Lakers. They think they're terrorists. They hate them. They always show up to play, and they'll play their best basketball game of the year on Wednesday. So I don't expect the Lakers to win that game. But if they win three out of four, the Lakers should get the sixth or seventh seed. I mean, I wouldn't call them saying that they think they're terrorists, but I definitely, you know, I mean, there's a. It's a figure of speech. It's a joke, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, there's there's a um there's a rivalry there for sure because I mean if you think about it, the Clippers have always been looked at as like a second class citizen, so to speak. Um, they've been looked at as like the little brother. So I get that, you know, they they have to share L.A. and trust me, they ain't sharing L.A. Like the Lakers own L.A. So it's. I, I can see why they would probably want to come out gangbusters. I mean, do you guys think this next – I mean, this is obviously a must-win for the Lakers um, against the Clippers. Do so you think that that's – you know, is it going to be a blowout? Is it going to be – I haven't even looked at the odds. Like, what what do you think about that the, game? I mean, the Clippers are favored 70% only because the Lakers are coming off of a back-to-back. back-to-back. Right, okay. so Lakers aren't good on a back-to-back. Don't expect them to win, like I said. Is it should they? Is this the best chance the Lakers have had to beat them in a long time? Absolutely, absolutely. If D'Angelo Russell is healthy and they got Davis and LeBron healthy, like they're a better basketball team, top to bottom, right now the way they're playing. But like, and that's only because the Clippers have been so inconsistent. But again, they'll still have if if Davis shows up the way he's showing up. This is the difference. That's the only guy, one of the only guys in the NBA you can effectively say if he's putting up 38 and 17, he's better than Kawhi Leonard right now. There's very few people you could say that maybe have the argument to be better than Kawhi Leonard right now. So that is why the Lakers have a chance. I, I, I maybe they win, but again, then you're looking at the Lakers get screwed if they win their last five, four or five, four games, right? Because then they get the five seed and they play Phoenix. Why, why would you want to play Kevin Durant, Evan? I know they don't have depth. That is the, toughest possible matchup to play in round one i'd rather play memphis i'd rather play sacramento and i'd rather play denver at the same time you're gonna have to play them either way if you get past the first or second round right so i don't like the ducking seeds and stuff like that you know ducking teams trying to play someone else the way the lakers are playing right now i mean that that's that's a pick em series if that ends up happening no I, am i wrong armand no i, I agree think- i yeah i think you're absolutely right Sorry, I think you guys got to have a little bit more faith in the Laker team. I mean, the way that they've been playing so far and the way that their lineup's like small or big, even with or without AD, they've been crushing it. Hey, I need to know how many games Scott Foster's rough in that series before <laughs> I put, put my money on the Lakers. No, I, I mean, don't blame I, you on that. Yeah. <laughs> what about the free throw discrepancy? I love it, man. The refs love the Lakers. I love <laughs> it. We, we're getting like a thousand more free throws than anybody else this season. That's kind of crazy. I mean, maybe put more of your money on when Scott Foster's uh, refing for you guys. I should say that. As Uh-oh, a- but guess what? If it's in the Phoenix series, what's Scott Foster's record against Chris Paul? It, all, all I know is that Chris Paul hasn't won a game. So, 
Scott, Scott, Scott Foster. Foster. Exactly. So Scott let's Foster's put him out. Let's there. let's put him out there all all four games against Phoenix with against the Lakers, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guarantee you, the NBA wouldn't do that, but that would be hilarious. Oh, as much as okay, as they wouldn't do that because they're already getting conspiracies about trying to get the Lakers into the playoffs. But like, I'm telling you, the NBA would gladly, as much as they like Kevin Durant, they like this Phoenix Super Team stuff. They want the Lakers in the finals. They would do anything to get the Lakers, Warriors, any of those two teams in the finals. Warriors or Lakers, they want those two big markets, two dynasties. That's who they want in the finals. They're going to try and do everything they can. Obviously, you still got to play the games, but the refs are going to be signed with the Warriors and the Lakers. I'm just preparing you guys right now. No, it makes sense because, I mean, if you look at television ratings and you look at, you know, what sells, unfortunately, that's what sells. That's the sexy pick, so to speak. So. I, I get it. I'm I'm not anti. I'm not a I'm not opposed to this anymore. I'm kind of leaning into the skin of like the Lakers need to be in the playoffs just because of the money aspect and the situation I'm at hand for that, um, which is really unfortunate because I'm always of the of the effect of it, I would rather the best person be up, right? The best team be up. I'm not saying the Lakers are not the best team. I'm just saying that I would. That's kind of where I'm at. Let's chill for now and head to break. When we come back, we'll talk some more Lakers Clippers basketball with the wonderful Grant Mona. When we come back on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii sports radio network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio. nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, guys, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, please call our hotline at 310 310- Four zero 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 three four zero. Okay, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline with the one, the only, Mr. Grant Mona. Grant, how you doing this Monday? Um, I don't know. It depends on Wednesday's outcome. I'm basing everything off of Wednesday's Lakers-Clippers <laughs> game. That, that's my whole uh, mentality right now. That's all I'm focused on. Because the Lakers seem to have all the momentum, and the Clippers seem to have absolutely zero momentum. So it's really not a good space for me, but it's a good space for some in this on this panel. So <laughs> I, I don't know why everyone thinks the Lakers are going to win. The Clippers are four days off. They should absolutely beat the Lakers. The Lakers have a back-to-back. Hmm. I, okay, I, I understand that, but you got to understand momentum too. Like, I feel like it's better for the Lakers to play more games in this spot. I mean, I know LeBron's coming off an injury and AD's had his issues, but 
I feel like having that momentum and, and playing cons- consistently as opposed to everyone's passing you up now as the Clippers. Like, the Clippers just have to wait and see now. They're just sitting there and waiting as opposed to, okay, we're coming off back-to-back losses. I want to play right now. You know, they have to yeah. wait this whole time. Sure, they get they get practice time. They get rest. But, like, in this with a, a race this tight, I feel like you want to play all the time. You want to get back to your winning ways. It can I go both it. ways. Oh. All I know watching the Clippers is that Russell Westbrook is freaking back. And my goodness, he looks like the Wizards Westbrook. He has the the joy, the the life back in him. And I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be some moments that just make us just absolutely scratch our heads. That's inevitable. But when he's playing like this, now Kawhi has a partner to help him when the playoffs start. And I'm not too worried about the Clippers in the playing tournament just because it, it seems like that Portland game should be easy and the Phoenix game, I don't think Phoenix is going to be playing any of their guys. Even 2-1, and one, I think, is good enough. Maybe it's not. Wiggins is back now for Golden State. We'll see when he'll actually hit the court. But, yeah, it's going to be a photo finish for, for those last two spots. Yeah, I think I think Armand, you're right about not being too worried about the play-in, but also you do have to be worried because the Clippers do not play well against New Orleans. I think they've lost eight of their last nine games against New Orleans. They don't match up well with them at all. So, if they do fall to that seven spot and New Orleans stays at or you know goes to eight or vice versa, I mean that's that's really not what you'd like to see as a Clipper fan, especially without Paul George, because they really don't have the length anymore to match with New Orleans. Like New Orleans in that game on on Saturday evening was, I mean, Brandon Ingram got to every spot he could. They put uh, Norm Powell on him, they put Kawhi on him, they put Rocco on him, they put Batum on him, and Brandon Ingram did not care. Like he scored over everybody the Clippers threw at him. They even tried to double him, and all Brandon Ingram did was pass it out to Trey Murphy. And Trey Murphy is dynamic enough to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. So there's really like it, you don't want to to tread these waters at all. You, you by the way, in, you want to be a top six spot. I don't care what anyone says. You don't want to be way, in that plane at all. By the way, selfishly, I want to see the Pelicans get the eight seed and play Denver Ooh. because I want to see Zion come back, and that would be an excellent series. Um, two narratives, you know, the Pelicans, Ingram, I'm, I'm glad Ingram's getting love because last year he was just so dominant. Uh, I, I mean, this year is even more dominant. He looks like a top five NBA player over the past, like 10, 15 games. And that's a good basketball team. But remember, guess who matches up very well against the Pelicans? The Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they beat pop. the living pulp out of them. So what if that's, you know, I, I know that's not a term, but I just mixed two terms because I didn't want to cuss on uh, radio. But um, no, I mean, look, talk about like this. They have to thank the Lakers. Since the Lakers beat them that bad, haven't they won seven of eight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like good, yeah. seven straight games, something like that. I mean, like, yeah. and by the way, Pelican, New Orleans, no joke. They've been able to sustain a top five defense all year. They have the fifth ranked defensive rating. Um, and that's why the Lakers have a chance now is their defensive rating is almost at 10. It's at 11. And if they have a couple more def- good defensive games, I mean, the difference between 11 and 8 are mere like just 0.1 away, right? Um, Clippers, I do want to see some more defense from them over the past few games. I do. And it'll be easy to go 2-1 and one at least, even if they lose the Lakers game, because Phoenix isn't going to play anybody on Sunday. 
and Portland, like, let's be real. Like, come on, you're not losing it to Portland. I mean, Minnesota's different. Clippers will take care of business against Portland. So you guys at worst are going to be two and one, which means six seed at worst, six seed, right? I guess. So uh, look, I, I think if you beat the Lakers, which I fully expect you to, I said this in the first segment, it doesn't matter if the Lakers were starting Embiid, Jokic, Steph Curry, yeah. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, they wouldn't be able to beat the Clippers. I, I've, I said this and I said something I won't repeat because uh, whatever, uh, Maurice might even have to edit that out, that first part. But I used a Grant Mona saying, they act like the, the Lakers have done something very bad. And they show up. They show up for a, you know. So <laughs> I don't expect the Lakers to beat the Clippers, Grant. I think you guys are going to be fine. I do think you'll get the five seed because I do expect Golden State to lose to Sacramento in Sacramento. Because I think Sacramento, they'll show up for that game. Even if it doesn't mean anything, Armand, I do think they'll play everybody and they'll show up because they want that pride of the Bay Area. I agree with that. And also, we, we have to talk about the Western Conference, who we think the favorite is now that Wiggins is back. Does that mean for you guys, is Golden State considered the favorite? We know about their road struggles. I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna put them as a favorite, but I'm I'm gonna say this: they're much more enticing to me to pick against a team like Memphis or Denver. I know, Brandon, you don't really think that way because you know the the Warriors they've had their defensive lapses, they've been horrible on the road, but I do think now with Wiggins, that's a, a huge boost for them. I mean, yeah. it gives them a wing defender that they needed. They didn't need a Gary Payton. I mean, Gary Payton's great, but they didn't really need that. They needed a wing defender. They needed a guy that yeah. can defend your best player. Now they have that going into the playoffs. I don't care what he gives you on offense. That defensive presence alone makes them a contender for me. I mean, I yeah. always thought they were a contender, but I think now it's even more. The only teams I think they'll struggle against if they go head-to-head is the Lakers. Um, the Lakers match up really well against them. I don't know why. They just always The Lakers have. match up well against almost everybody, I feel like. Yeah. And maybe I not mean, Memphis, that's... maybe not Sacramento, maybe Sacramento, but I feel like Denver, they match up well against, like, Phoenix, well, was... maybe, the Clippers. Eh, I like... think, like, I think right now, we're just looking at what's going on. Look at the Grizzlies' record at home, I believe, is, like, 33-7, and 34-6. and six. So, like, I think Memphis is still the favorite. I know it's a hot take, but it's, like, at home, they don't lose. Uh, they have Morant back. I know they choked against Chicago. That was a colossal choke on the road. They were up, like, 30, and then Levine, DeRozan, Vooch, all those guys. I think, good job, Armand. Those guys showed up. They showed some moxie in the second <laughs> half. That was a huge win. I still think Memphis is probably the prohibitive favorite right now, depending on who they play. Like, if they get to play, I mean... I, I guess it's hard to say because they'll probably have to play the Lakers, Warriors, or Clippers, none of which are good matchups for them. But if they can play Minnesota, maybe, it's a different story. I'm taking Memphis. They beat them last year, right? Like Denver, it's a little tougher. They're also 33-7 and seven at home. That's basically what I look at. But I think with Wiggins, you guys are right. I think it's the Warriors have as good a chance as anybody. They have to be considered the favorites because what they were lacking before and why their defensive rating was so low – was they didn't have that extra wing defender, just like what Grant said. They didn't. Like, dude, DiVincenzo was your – how many games are you going to win when DiVincenzo is your fourth best player? No offense to DiVincenzo. I like DiVincenzo. I think he can play basketball. He's very good. But he's a role player. You had to rely on Kuminga to be your fifth best player, who's like 22 years old, 21 years old, right? Like maybe – not even. Maybe 20. You know, so for me, getting Wiggins back, a guy that was, by the way, their second best player in the finals last year – I think that that does wonders 
what they're going to have to do is win that first series. That's going to be the toughest because they're going to have four road games, right? If they can win even one of those road games, you know they'll win every game at home. So it's going to be about winning those, whoever they play, winning that first series is going to be the toughest. Um, and then because I'm assuming, I just kind of feel like this is the year. It's There's, there's going to be an upset, whether it's one, two, or three. One of those teams is going to lose, I think. Whether it's Sacramento, Memphis, or Denver, I think one of them is going to lose in the first round. A lot of the narrative uh, around the Warriors, especially last night with, with the Denver game, is that people think that they are maybe kind of dropping these games intentionally to avoid Phoenix. Um, yeah, Grant, you're shaking your head no, and I agree with you because you can't mess around right now. If you mess around, you're in the play-in tournament, and it just doesn't seem like that is what they're doing. I think that they're just losing these games. But with that being said, I really do think with Wiggins back, Let's wait and see how he looks, if he's ready, if he's ramped up, because there's not going to be time to to get conditioned and stuff. But I, I, I would lean it with them as the slight favorite out of everybody in the West. Well, so who's saying they're trying to lose all these games? Because yesterday they had one of the almost the biggest comeback of all time. They're down 12 with two minutes to go. And yeah. They almost won. There's they a were slight like one shot away from winning. I've seen a slight contingent of people saying, well, maybe the Warriors are trying to drop these no. games to play. No, yeah, I, I don't think they're that's not ducking the anybody. They're, they're, and, 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 they're, and, they're defending champs. They're not ducking yeah, anybody. And, le yeah. and let me tell you, people, Clipper fans are saying that about the Clippers as well, be, just because we did it in 2021 when, when we got the Mavs as our first round matchup. First of all, that was horrible. We could have got the Blazers. Um, but people are saying that now, like, oh, we don't want to face the Suns. We don't want to face the Kings. I wouldn't want to face the Kings either. I don't want to face anybody in the West, but you're going to have to face somebody. So try not to get into the play-in tournament. They're half a game up. The Lakers, if they win on Tuesday against Utah, they're going to be tied with the Clippers. I know the Clippers have the tiebreaker, but they're going to be tied at six. That means the Clippers are right there for the play-in tournament. You can't jockey around the seeding and the standings. You just got to keep winning. That's the big thing. You got to just keep winning. Don't worry. That's what they did in 2021, and the basketball god said, okay, here's Luka in the playoffs. Yeah, You can't exactly. do that anymore. They're unforgiving. I mean, obviously, I'd prefer to see Sacramento if I had the choice as a Laker fan. But, like, who cares? I just don't want to be in the play-in at this point. Like, if we have to play Phoenix, let's let's do it. Let's let's show our let's show Moxie. Let's let's take them six seven games. Let's beat them. You know, let's shock the world. Like at this point, that's what you got to do. Like, there's no screwing around. Win all the rest of their games. And if the Lakers do win their last four games possible i still think a little unlikely because they've shown inconsistencies in the past i think they drop one of these games if they do win all four of their last games they're the five seed so i mean you know they own the tiebreaker over golden state they would have now been a game ahead of the clippers because they'll beat them so i mean if that's what we got to do that's what we got to do you're gonna have to play phoenix at some point if you want to win a championship you know what i'm saying so why not in the first round I'm of the belief as well that don't duck anybody because you're eventually going to have to play everybody. And a 4-0 finish to this season plus the games that the Lakers had just won, that's the best case scenario for me, even if it means Phoenix, because you have all that momentum going in, you have all this confidence, and you're going to have to play them. So get it done early and see what happens. The the path would be slightly probably harder because it would probably go Phoenix and then Denver and then whoever, maybe Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. But you know what? Bring it on. If you're the Lakers. Wait, 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 wait. The, the Denver is going to be tough for the Lakers? No. I'm saying, well, 
In general, though, that's not the... That's if not they beat Phoenix, the Lakers will smoke Denver if they beat Phoenix. I'm a little bit more optimistic on Denver now, which is funny because, you know, I was definitely a Denver skeptic. But No. They don't play defense. The thing is, the Lakers play defense. The Suns play defense. That's why the Suns are a tough matchup. Sacramento's an easy... No, I wouldn't say easy. No one's easy. But Sacramento's the team I would want to see because they don't play defense, which means the Lakers, if they can keep the Kings under 120 points, they're going to win pretty much, or 115 points. You know what I'm saying? But again, you can't duck opponents. I think the Lakers have momentum. They want to keep it. And I, I just, I'm an honest Lakers fan. I'm just happy if we have a playoff series. I don't expect this team to win a championship. If they do, congratulations. I'd be so happy. Like, they could, could they? Absolutely. But could, they could also lose in the first round or in the plane. You know, there's like such a huge discrepancy between their ceiling and floor. And I think that's the same thing with the Clippers. They could go on a run to the Western Conference Finals, or they could lose in round one. They could get smoked. Like, you don't know right now. I think that goes for a lot of teams, even Golden State. Round one's going to be their toughest series, like we just mentioned. Guys, I wanted to what switch you- gears. I-, I wanted to switch gears a little bit because there's only like six minutes left in the show. Um, I mean, it 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 happens once a year. It's only going to happen once a year, and it's always obviously a one and done. It's not a seven game series. It's not a you know play in situation or anything like that. Let's talk about college basketball for like two minutes, and then we can go back to the Lakers. Um, UConn obviously plays San Diego State. We are in Southern California. First time that San Diego State has even made it this far, let alone, you know, advancing in the tournament. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on, um, I mean, I, I obviously, God bless San Diego State's soul, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I am rooting for <laughs> UConn for obvious reasons. My boyfriend went to UConn. I've actually been rooting for them for years. Um Outside of Duke, they are my secondary team. So I will root for UConn coming up. And I know that they're the major favorite. Um, what are your thoughts on um, either one of these teams and who has a chance to win? I'll, I'll start. I, I'm I'm surprised the line's seven. I, I think UConn should be favored by like 10 to 15. As good, as good as San Diego State has played. I mean, UConn has smacked teams. And I despise UConn. I despise the East Coast ESPN bias towards UConn, but they are by far the better team. That that doesn't mean San Diego State can't win. I mean, they have a great defense. I, defense wins championships. If they shut down Hawkins and Sino, and Sonogo, they'll win, but that's hard. No one's been able to do that, right? So I think like San Diego State's going to have to play their best game. They're going to have to keep UConn under 70 points pretty much. Um, I think it's possible. I'm rooting for San Diego State to shock the world, but I'd be surprised if that game's within 10 points. I do think UConn just smacks them, and it's one of those tournament games that's not even fun to watch. I will say this. Um, you also left out Klingham, and I know that he doesn't play that often, but that kid is a beast, and he is a he's an eventual, like, great. he's going to be a great NBA player. By the way, he has, yeah, I just he wanna... has both. He has both. He has that. I to, he's a pure seven yeah, footer, and he he's also, good. Yeah, and, and yeah. so is Andre Jackson. I mean, they have a great Absolutely. team, and, and the guy who shoots threes. What, what's his name? C Siaga. What, what's what's his last name? Siaga. The shooter. The shooter. No, no, the white guy. The um, white guy. I'll, hey, I'll, he, I'll look it up right now. Just look it up. But I was going to say, shout out Lamont Butler, by the way, Riverside Pauly, all time leading scorer over Reggie Miller. I mean, that guy's a SoCal legend. Same with Matt Bradley from San Bernardino. I mean, these are guys that are homegrown, and it's so great to see the one 
thing I love about college basketball and the one and dones now is you see these guys fail and fail and fail, like San Diego State losing in the first round tournament every year, and then they keep coming together and they go in and, and get to the final like that. Either way, what a successful year for San Diego State. I don't even think, do they expect to win this game? I mean, I don't think anybody's picking San Diego State. I mean, you have to with confidence. But I feel like UConn's getting a little cocky. I mean, Hurley said after the game, like, yo, we expected to be in the finals. Like, don't celebrate. That's a dangerous path to go on, in my opinion. I don't think he was really cocky. I think that he said the job's not done. He's like, we still have another game, so I'm not looking. Yeah, but you forward. come on, you, but you got it. Yes, there's always he's not, that. He's not saying he's not saying I'm going to win a title. Like this is what's going to happen. Da, da, da. He's saying like the job's not done. We have to we have to play basketball on Monday. Like he's not yes. he's not sitting here going like we're the we're the blank and we're the uh, the most amazing team. Like he's sitting there going like and on top of it, like really just got an extension by the way. He just he got deserves an one. He deserves one. Uh, but uh, I mean, now he does. No? Oh no, not 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 before this. Before this, absolutely not. I would have been okay Wait, does, with them starting anew. But but now he does. Now he deserves that money, and now he, he does benefit more. from having a very good roster. But uh, you know, it helped. I, his his rotations were not good in the beginning of the season, and he finally learned that. And getting Klingham and having Sudoku and having who he has right now, uh, Calcaterra is yeah. Is Calcaterra is the guy who shoots is, threes. Is, He's like forty five percent from three. And then Alex yeah. Caravan, Alex Caravan, he, that kid's going to be a stud in the NBA too. He's going to be a great role player. Um, Tristan Newton is also great as well. I think he might be hurt. I just up. think it's it's great. And I, I want to let Armand and Grant go because I've been talking for too long. The last thing I'll say, great for California. We always say, oh, UCLA, any of these guys, programs. But now it's San Diego State that has the mantle. Can they do it? I really hope they can for California. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, you know, you guys talk about UConn being cocky. You can be cocky when you're beating teams by 20-plus points a, a game in the tournament. And then they, they've won every game by double digits. So I feel like they have that edge. I mean, San Diego State honestly really didn't play that good of a game. They were down by 14, and I think the grit is what's going to get them probably in this game because they were down by 14 in the second half. And then they won the game in the last shot. They they played really bad down the stretch, honestly. Both teams really did. So they benefited from FAU just playing horrible basketball. So for me, I think UConn takes it. I think they're going to play really well. And I think San Diego State just isn't built for that right now. I thought you were going to say I, UConn be cocky. Get it? No. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, go ahead, Armand. My bad, my bad. All I know is that I am rooting very hard for the Southern California team. I want to see San Diego State win it. Do I think it's likely? Probably not. But what a story it would be. What a story it's been already. So I'm rooting for the Aztecs. I mean, and on top of it, you guys, three of UConn's players, I just want to sh sh shout them out, have been fasting for Ramadan during the entire tournament. So I, I don't know how they're doing it. You know me and food. I love my food. So it's <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it, but um, you know, God bless those guys for for uh, making that sacrifice. Okay, guys, that's all she wrote for now. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Everybody got their own thing. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.